Hey guys, um, it's your girl Nadia. I am back. I know it's been a while. Um, I didn't forget about y'all. Uh, I've just had such a busy transforming season. Um, and I just want y'all to know, like, I know I said I was going to do it every week and that was my intention, but man plans got lives, as I like to say. So, um, just just know like it wasn't in vain god's really been moving and i know like that's like the traditional cliche thing to say like oh god's been moving but really like truthfully god's been moving and like quite literally he's been moving um and i'll get to why i said that in a minute but i thoroughly missed you all like genuinely missed being on this podcast and just speaking to you all and having that you know time to just speak um true wisdom from God and learning with you all just like having that moment that we've had over the course of this podcast and it is not done I know some people have quite like texted me asked me like oh are you still doing your podcast you guys I promise you this is my baby it's not going anywhere um it's just the season I was in it was kind of hard to record up um record podcast episodes and like truly spend time with the Lord so I knew like when he was speaking to me and when he wasn't um so yeah it's a lot but all in all God's been great and I I say that all the time but truthfully he has um I I want to make sure I cover everything before I get into this like uh this I guess testimony like kind of praise report kind of thing um trying to see if there was anything else oh yeah you know I always tell y'all like I'm not gonna move unless God tells me to move and I was just in a place where I was quite like I knew I had some wisdom to give but I felt like it wouldn't have been out of my like true wisdom and to be quite honest I wasn't I didn't have that same space to like spend that intimate quiet time with the Lord so I knew um when he was speaking when he wasn't so yeah because I was staying with my sister-in-law um and my brother and my nephew and the dogs and so it was just a lot but that takes me into what great news I have for you all. I have moved into my apartment in Oklahoma, my very own apartment. Yay! I can't clap because I'm holding my phone, but I'm snapping, y'all. But God's just been, oh, he's been doing what God does. And I know I said that. I say it all the time, but that's just how faithful he is in my life. So, yeah, I kind of want to just talk about that for a second. Um, so, basically... I moved into the same apartments that my sister-in-law lives in. Um, They're very nice, very affordable, but it's, I mean, they're so nice. And this is literally the nicest apartment I've ever had, for sure, hands down. Um, I told you all about like a little bit of my testimony with being homeless and just like struggling financially, but God has just seen through that. He, you know, blessed me and he he really has like i never expected to come down here and within four months have my own place and that was the goal yeah but you know you know how that can go like you set a goal and it just doesn't happen like it's st- life happens things get in the way so i'm just very grateful and very proud that the lord has just made sure that i was able to um provide for my apartment and put people in my life that can help me um, along the way. I'm very grateful for everyone that God has put in my life, whether we talk every day or we talk once a month. um, I know that there are some people that the Lord has sent in my life for me to pour into and some people that can pour into me as well, whether that be spiritually, emotionally, um, financially, whatever God has, like, (laughs) he's just good. And um, being in the position of, you know, receiving financial help hasn't always been easy for me but it's been easier because I do see that I do give um a lot and God sees that and he makes sure that um he always comes through for me he always comes through and so you know I was working um hard to get to this spot so I'm definitely grateful and I, I don't take any of the credit I give God all the glory and yeah, I know I had to go make money and whoop whoop but Y'all know what I mean when I say I don't take any credit because I don't. I give God all the glory. Um, and yeah, I'm so excited. It's so beautiful. I was definitely thinking about doing like a TikTok, ep- not TikTok episode, but a TikTok video of like how I decorated and just kind of like showing what God did for me. But I'm trying to like navigate that because it's a part of me that's just very intimate and like I don't want to put my space that's like my private space I don't want to just put it out there but I'm gonna pray about it and see what the Lord puts me um 
I mean, puts on my heart to do. So, yeah. I feel like that's, that's like the life update. <laughs> it's just been like a crazy season. I can't really explain a lot because um, I'm still trying to understand it myself. But it's just been a season of change. And, um, yeah, I've definitely been receiving God's blessing. So, yeah. Um, anywho, this episode, y'all, is going to be great. I know it's going to touch people. It touched me. It still is. It's very, very informative. And it just opens up a new perspective on how you view certain things in your life. Um, so without further ado, well, let me just say this. I hope y'all are blessed. I hope y'all are doing well. Um, I know Thanksgiving passed, Christmas passed. I hope you all had a happy holidays, ate good, spent time with your family, and just got to have that fellowship with the people that you love the most. Um, I hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, got your gifts, were able to give gifts. If you weren't, God still loves you, you're still blessed. And I'm just so grateful to be able to um, have this platform with you all. So I don't know. I feel like I know y'all. I know some of y'all, but I I feel like I know the ones that even I don't know. Like, you know. Anyways, um... (laughs) Still the same Nadia. <laughs> it's not going to change. I'll be rambling, stuttering, same thing, same old thing. But I do just want to say, like, I'm so grateful for you all and just your patience and your faithfulness to tuning into the podcast. And I hope that God has just been showing you different things through not just my podcast, but other people in your life. And you've just been growing in your wisdom and your discernment. Um, you all are blessed. That's all I'm going to say. You all are blessed. But anywho, let's get into this prayer so we get into this episode. Woohoo! So excited. Um, by your heads, close your eyes. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, we just come to you, Lord, and we just ask, Lord, that you just continue to pour your wisdom into me throughout this episode. God, I just want to give you a special thanks, Lord, not just for my life, God, for the lives of the people who are listening to me, Lord. And I ask that you just speak to me, Lord, speak through me, Lord, and I ask that you just remove any part of me that is in the way, God, and just intervene, Lord. Let this be a word, not from my mouth, but from your from your mouth um, onto the ears of the people who are uh, listening under the sound of my voice, Lord. God, I ask that you touch every heart under the sound of my voice, God, and just soften their hearts, God. Just mend whatever emotions that they are dealing with that are taking a heavy toll on their mental health, God, heavy toll on um, their life and how they see themselves, Lord, how they see you, Father. I ask that anybody who is in any form of need financially, whatever it is, God, that you just show up for them, Lord. God, your word says that you take care of the birds, you take care of the grass and the flowers. They don't have to worry, God, and you care about us more than you care about those things, Lord. So if you bless them and you make sure that they have all that they need, Lord, you will bless us and make sure we have all we need, Father. So we just ask that we all have faith in you, Lord, and just continue to trust in your promise, continue to trust in your faithfulness. God, I ask that this message is given, Lord, that it really touches your people, Lord, that they learn and grow from this, God, that they receive conviction for whatever it is that they might need conviction through the Holy Spirit, Father. Ask that their discernment be heightened to take what it is that they need to hear and leave the rest, Father. I'm thankful for you using me as a vessel to give this wisdom to your people, Lord. God, I ask that I continue to learn through this message as well. And yeah, without further ado, I just want to say amen. Um, I, I kind of like, my mind was going somewhere else. I said without further ado, <laughs> but amen. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Whew. It's been a minute, y'all. I got to, you know, I got to jump back in there. I got to get back on it. Um, So this message today is called rest. Yeah, mm -hmm, rest. And it's two parts to this message. So just keep up with me. Keep up, okay? The first part is going to be not completely different, but it's going to tie into the second part. And then I'm going to dive into, you know, what God spoke to me and the word and all that good stuff. So, you know, the spirit moves. So I'm not like, this is not pre, uh, what's it called? It's not a like, uh, uh, dang, it's not like a schedule or program, but I do have my notes. Excuse me. I do have my notes so I can stay focused because y'all know how I get, y'all know how I can go like a little squirrel and go rampant. So let's start. I'm going to start with the word. So I'm going to be reading out of Genesis chapter three, verses one through three. So 
It says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Has God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may not, I mean, we made the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die, lest you die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and okay, hold on, y'all. <laughs> that did not go as planned. Let me go to the actual, because I, I copied it and put it in my notes, but I'm going to actually go to the, the actual scripture. So give me a second. Three verse. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to actually read out of NLT. I know we read KJV, but I'm reading NLT for this one. All right. Verse three. Hold on, y'all. Hold on. Okay. Yes. So three, chapter three, verses one through six. Yeah, one through six. All right, I'm gonna start. And this is NLT. I know we do KJV, but for um, understanding purposes, we're just gonna read out of NLT for today. Well, you can read out wherever you want to read out of, but I'm reading out of NLT. Anyways, so it says, The man and woman sinned. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day, he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. All right. I know y'all are probably thinking, Nadia, like, what does this have to do with rest? Blah, blah, blah. Keep, keep going along. Just follow me now because it's going to go there. It's going to get there. So let me give you a little bit of a backstory and why this is the message that God put on my heart. So I was watching um, this, this YouTuber. Her name is, I think her name, I don't, I don't know what her name is, but I know her podcast is uh saved but not soft and i've heard people talk about her like yeah yeah so i'm like you know what let me check her out because i like watching sermons and stuff on youtube and i had put in something that um i've been struggling with lately so i'm like boom 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 i put it in and then i seen it and i was like i don't don't really want to watch that i don't know if it's going to apply to my life right boom the next day comes and I'm spending time with God and I'm like, okay, Lord, you know, this is your time with me. Like, what we going to do? What we going to talk about? And then I did my prayer. I, I, well, I didn't do like a deep prayer, but I did pray. I went into scripture. I was reading scripture and then, um, kind of just was like, all right, this is not, this is not hitting on what I need to hit on. Right. Not saying the word's not, the word is boring, but what I've been asking God for, it wasn't speaking to me through that. So I opened up my phone. I'm like, okay, let me get on YouTube. So I got on YouTube and that was the first video that popped up. I watched a video and, you know, she's talking and, you know, it was hitting. I'm like, yes, girl, amen, amen. But then she said something that just, I don't know how or why, but it just took me into this word that God spoke to me. And uh, it was not expected. Like, I honestly, if I'm completely honest, I wasn't planning on recording a podcast episode today. I wasn't, I, t- I told myself, when I move into my apartment, I'm gonna do an episode. Y'all, God didn't put nothing on my heart to do. However, he has been speaking to me 
and giving me like an inkling that this is what I was going to be speaking about as far as resting and like what, I, what I'm going to be talking about. So that's, that's the crazy part. But I wasn't aware, like I wasn't for sure, for sure. But as soon as I heard her say these words, it took me out y'all I didn't even finish the rest of the video I closed out the app I went to the scripture and I started speaking which is usually how I know God speaking to me is I'll have a conversation with myself right I'll talk out loud and all these words that I know I wouldn't say on my own God like I I know that's his wisdom you know what I mean like it's not me it's definitely not me it's his wisdom and that's just how I know I'm hearing from him right so he, uh, she had said these words when she read the scripture, she went back and she said, when you read, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. She had said this. she was like, um, Satan and the serpent in that time, but Satan now, even today, takes what God deems as good and blesses us with and makes it look boring. And when she said it, it was like, oh, okay. But then I don't know why my spirit just gravitated towards her, that statement. Like out of everything she said, that my spirit just was like woken up with that statement. And so, boom, like I said, I went to the scripture and I read it again and I read it again and I had this like a a moment with God where I'm talking and it, it turned into me actually speaking the words that I'm going to be speaking to y'all right now. And so let me get into it. So basically when, you know, the, the, uh, not the, the serpent and Eve was in the garden, he was telling her like, yeah, girl, if you, you know, you do this. Yeah. You're going to be woke up. Girl. Yeah. Come get a taste of this fruit. Girl. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Right. And God said, no, 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 no. Like I given you all this other fruit, all these other things to eat, but you cannot eat from this tree. But Satan, the serpent was like, nah, girl, I'm telling you, girl, you come get a taste of this. I'm telling you it's good. Right. And if she gets a taste and immediate regret sits in, she realizes that she's naked. She's ashamed. She feels guilt. She feels embarrassment. Then God comes her and Adam hiding and ducking and ducking and hiding from God. And it was like this moment of regret. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's us, y'all. That's us. And let me explain why and what I'm talking about. Satan has begun to be very clever in how he taints what God gives us to be good and makes us desire more as if what God has given us is not enough. And I would use the example of celebrities and um you know the industry but that's a whole different kind of thing i'm gonna i'm gonna use the example of like normal day-to-day people who are very successful and how satan and especially this is like me being transparent in my life how satan has been very clever and um got got me in a spiral of constantly needing something more like I'll, I'll, I'll set a goal for myself and then I reach the goal and then I, okay, I need to go further. And before I get too deep, I'm not saying that become complacent or don't have ambition. No, no, no. Listen with your spirit. When I'm saying I have struggled with always feeling like, okay, boom. If I, let's say for example, I achieve, um, I receive my certification as a nursing assistant. I had to do more. I received my certification as a medication aid. I had to do more. Um, I received my certification as a medical assistant. I had to do more. It's always been this big thing for me. And it sounds good. That sounds good. But I'm going to tell you why it's not. And this is what I mean by something that God gives us. Not only does Satan make it look bad, but he taints it. He, he makes it distorted. He distorts our vision, our view of what God has given us so that we crave more and we desire more and we fantasize about more. And God dealt with me in that moment because something that I've struggled with all my life, especially my adult years, mainly my adult years is having to be doing something. Like I always have to have something to do. And it might not always be like, uh, it might not always reflect outward, but in my mind, I'm always thinking, okay, I gotta do this. I gotta do that. All right, next week, boom. And it's like, slow down, 
chill out. <laughs> like relax and that's kind of where we're going to get into the rest but I, I gotta finish saying um this part that God showed me in my own life um so the example he gave me was me being in my new apartment since I got in my new apartment I have not rested I've not rested I've not truly enjoyed this this blessing and you know I have not rested but here's why excuse me, everything in my mind is, okay, it's just a stepping stone to the next. Like, okay, yeah, that's cool. I accomplished this goal, but baby, you ain't, you ain't telling like you got to keep going. And so I've put this, this pressure on myself to have this like success. And if I don't have this success and I'm, I'm a bum, like I've completed my life and, and it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who am I here for? Am I here for Jesus or am I here for my own success and the world, you know, what the world deems to be successful? And I'm trying to stay on track, but there's just so much wisdom that God poured into me and revealed to me in that moment. So Holy Spirit, just help me stay on track. Um, so yeah, I focus on trying to fulfill my purpose through my desires and and my insecurities, right? Okay, I need to be a neurosurgeon. I've always had passion for healthcare. So I'm not going to say that that is necessarily like a selfish like desire, but my pressure that I put on myself to have this like level of success is dangerous. It is dangerous. And I tell you why, because not only is it dangerous to my mental, it's dangerous to my spirit because it makes an idol. It, it becomes an idol. It, it goes over God because that's where my focus goes. I'm like, I have to do this and I have to do that. And if I don't do this, then I'm not worthy. And I'm not. No, 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 no. That is not what God called me here to do. God didn't call me here to be stressed out, uh, just doing the most just to have the title of a surgeon, just have the title of a nurse or the title of this or the title, whatever your goal is, right? God did not call us here for that. Yes, those are beautiful things that God can push you in if that's where he designs you to be. But many times we sell God, okay, God, have your way, direct my path, but I'm gonna go to school for this. And it's like, hold on, did, did, did I need you to do that? <laughs> You're wondering why you fell in, but was you ever supposed to be in that class in the first place? You wonder why you don't get along with your coworkers, but baby, was that the environment that God wanted you to be in in the first place? Or did you just do it so you could collect a check? So did you just do it out of the sake of saying you could, um, like you have this job? And I know that's probably like confusing to some people, but when we make something an idol, when we put something so far up on a pedestal that it literally drains our energy, that is not okay. That is not good. That is not God. It's just not at all. It is the lie of the enemy. It is the the, the trick of the enemy. He does that so often to so many people. That's why you see people who get in these you know, high places, they're CEOs and they do all this and they still feel like they're, they don't, they don't, um, like they didn't fulfill their purpose. And it's because that might not have been God's purpose for them. We're all here for a reason. We're all here for a purpose. And when these people get into, and I feel like I've spoken about this before, but when people get into these high positions and, you know, they become surgeons, they become lawyers, that's awesome. It's awesome. But is it God? Did God uh, ordain this for your life? And so that is kind of the path God was taking me on was, Nadia, a lot of your problems and a lot of your stress is because you don't know how to rest. You don't know how to just sit and soak in what I've done for you. And not just that, you don't know how to enjoy life. Everything in my mind is a, I got to go get. Like, it's the next move. Okay, cool. I got my apartment. I'm thankful to God. I'm grateful. But life don't stop. All right, now you need to grind. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it drives me nuts, y'all. I will literally break down and have mental episodes where I'm like crying. I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to talk to anyone because I feel like I don't have anything to offer. And it's so sad because 
I've allowed the the enemy to just have so much of a foot foothold or whatever, you know, chokehold on me, whatever you want to call it, to where I've felt and I've taken on this like identity, this false identity that I am what I do. If I'm not working, if I'm not doing this and I'm not like there's no reason for I feel as if I'm unworthy of even being here. And I know that sounds so dramatic, but it's a sense of unworthiness because I felt like and I still still feeling these things and I still have to work through it. That is all I have to offer. That's what I feel is that's all I have to offer is my brain, my intelligence, my work ethic, like my ideas. Those are all I have to offer. And though that is a blessing from God, not saying that's a bad thing, it's a blessing from God, but I've taken it and I've made it bad. And I know that was a lot and I hope I kind of like stayed on track, (laughs) but through that, God gave me an example, right? And the example he gave me was when I was in school, when I first was, um, like even when I was younger, he gave me like this example. When I was younger, I was always in this mindset of I have to get straight A's. I have to be, you know, an honor roll. I have to get good grades. I have to do, you know, great in school. Like that was my thing. And it would take such a big toll on my mental health. And so he, well, first of all, he showed me what, hold, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm jumping around. Let me finish off that thought. So Recently, my most recent um, thing in school was when I finished my medical assistant class, right? Y'all, this is a true story, right? I, uh, (laughs) if you know about like the medical assistant program, the accelerated program, you do the uh, hours, you do an externship, or some people don't get the opportunity. I did, thank God, I had the opportunity to do an externship, and um, you do a final test in the class and then you have a state test like a national test right so it's january of last year right i take my national test and (laughs) oh no 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 i take my state test and y'all i got a 94 when i tell you i cried in the middle of class i was boohoo crying and it broke me because I, one, I had in my mind, like, no, you're going to get a hundred since you study, like, you know what you're talking about. You know what you're doing since you should know. And so when I saw that I had a 94, it broke me. And I know that sounds so dumb. And I know you probably be like, what? Nadia doesn't miss it. But I'm telling you, this is the truth. I literally broke down, cried. All my classmates gathered around me and... <laughs> They were hugging on me, telling me, no, Nadia, you did great, blah, blah, blah. You need to stop being so hard on yourself. And I'm like, y'all don't understand. Like, this is this is everything to me. And then um, I got myself together, whatever. But I tell y'all that story because in my mind, I felt like if I did not achieve that that big milestone, then everything else didn't matter. That, that 94 didn't matter unless I got 100. You know what I mean? Like... <sighs> Okay, hold on. Let me run it back. So the thing that God showed me in the root of that problem was like rooted in my childhood. I told you about how I was in foster care, all those kind of things, in and out of residentials, just bouncing around of just look just about everywhere, you know? And so God showed me that my issue was I felt like and I feel like my worth comes from the validation of other people when I achieve something that's heavy that one stung that one, <laughs> that one stung right because that's I know it's not just me I know it's a lot of us um especially women and and men too this is like an equal playing field with both men and women um feeling like you have to achieve a goal or wanting to achieve a goal, I should say, and having high expectations for yourself and being ambitious. It's nothing wrong with that. But to the point where it it took a toll on my mental, I broke down and cried real tears. I felt so sad. It almost ruined my day, but then I got a pedicure and I felt better. But um, it took a toll on me, you know, and God showed me that for a long time now, I've been driven by 
this 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 imagination or this um image of who I think I should be. And instead of embracing who God says I am, I've taken on the identity and the burden of who I feel like I should be, who the world feels like I should be, who I feel like I should show up as in order to be respected and, you know, appreciated and loved. And it be, it was because a lot of times I was overlooked as a kid. I was, you know, in and out of foster homes. That was not validating to being loved. Like that was like a very, very big portion of why I don't feel, you know, that that love and I don't feel that security um, with like relationships and stuff because I was in a place of neglect and just feeling alone, trying to figure out why, like why was I not worthy enough to have that whole family and, you know, have a broke, I mean, why did I come from a broken home? Why couldn't I have had, you know, the perfect parents and the perfect grandparents and the perfect, and it was just a lot of comparison going on, right? And so when God showed me that, it it blessed me because now, not only do I know what I'm doing, but I know where the, where the root is to that. And it, it was such a big problem. I didn't realize how much it really broke me. Like that was such a big, it is such a big issue in my life. It is such a big issue. If I don't have the best job, if I don't have the best clothes, if I don't have, you know, the best of the best, I don't feel worthy. And I, it, trust me, it is not something that's easy to admit. It's not easy to admit, but I want to be free from it. I want God to restore me in it. And I want to just be a good example to um, just the people around me. And that's something that I struggle with is not showing up for people and not being able to provide this and having this uh, feeling of obligation to have the right, perfect life so I can be what I feel like I need to be for others. It's a lot going on there. It's a lot to unpack. Probably not going to be able to unpack it in this episode. But in that, God revealed to me to rest in his goodness. Rest in his identity that he gives me. Rest in his purpose for my life. Because every expectation that I put on myself has exceeded what God says. Like it has gone completely to the left you ever been in a conversation with someone and they go completely left field it's like one of those moments god's telling me this this and that and i'm like well that's cool and all but all right i'm going over here (laughs) and it would cause me so much stress and pain and i noticed sometimes it causes me to look at myself differently and i feel like i'm not worthy unless i have these titles unless i'm telling myself okay you're a future neurosurgeon you're this and it's like no that's not the identity that God gave me I am a child of God I am a daughter of the king I am the heir of a king uh, uh, of the kingdom like I am who God says I am I am beautifully and fearfully wonderfully made I am made in in his perfect image. Um, I am a princess. Like I have so many identities through who God says I am. And I've taken and neglected those identities in order to show up for what I felt like was the identities people have put on me, right? And it's been rough. It's been rough for me because it's so hard when you've accomplished so much in your life and you still don't feel fulfilled because you have this false reality of what it looks like to be successful. Because I I listen to the words of men versus the words of my father. And it's so heartbreaking to me because God has brought me through so much. He has brought me out of the worst of the worst kind of storms you could possibly imagine. And I've always wondered why I don't feel, I don't feel that rest when he brings me out to the valley. You talk about the valley, right? You hear people say, oh, you know, God brings me out of the valley and the hills in the valley and the mountains in the valley. And I'm like, all right, cool. I made it on the other side and I'm still looking crazy. Like, okay, (laughs) what's next? And it's because I was never able to truly understand what resting in God's presence was. Resting in God's faithfulness. Because I felt like, I have to show up in order to receive that. 
And I'm not telling y'all that God doesn't expect things out of me or God doesn't expect things out of you because he does. But God's expectations is not the expectations of men. He says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And so for so long of my life, I've been in this prison of trying to prove why I was worthy of being loved when God didn't need me to ever prove anything. Jesus died on the cross before I was ever born. You know what I mean? Like he took that before I was ever born. He took that, that throne. And he said, look, this is my daughter. I am sending my only son to die on the cross for her life. So she could live her life with me. And here I am messing around, you know, frolicking around with the world, taking on the identities of the world instead of taking on the identity of someone who loved me before I could ever even show up to be loved. Mm. Y'all, y'all, we gotta get together, man. Um, that was that was a heavy statement for me. Um, yeah. Anyways, one thing that came to my mind was what's driving me. What is driving my desire to be in success? Is it worldly things or is it godly things? And that is a practical way that I'll be able to kind of stop the cycle of un- unrealistic expectations of my success. Is this something that God laid on my heart? Is this something I want to do to prove to someone or even if it's myself, someone that I'm capable or I'm worthy, I'm you know worthy of being respected and loved? That'll help figure out or uh, discern whether or not this is God or if this is you. And if it's not God, then it, it's not good. So we got to <laughs> do away with that. And um, that's one of the things I, I challenge us to do is asking ourselves, what is driving you? What is pushing you to want to do these things, right? And then another thing was, what is your focus? What is your focus? Is your end goal to be financially stable? Is your end goal not let me say this. Is your end goal to be rich and have wealth? Or is your end goal to, you know, live through God and receive whatever blessings he has for you? Or like, you know, what's driving you? What is your focus? And I said, what's driving you? But that kind of goes hand in hand. What is your focus with your success? And a lot of times I noticed that my focus is not, um, it's not rooted in God. If I'm being honest, a lot of my focuses are rooted in my own self ambitions, my own uh, goals, my own desires. And I put those things above spending time with God. A lot of times I put those things above doing what God put me on this earth to do. He didn't put me on this earth for me to be frolicking around doing what I wanted to do. No, he put me on this earth to do what he needs me to do. So what is your focus? And then trusting the Lord. Do you trust him with your life? That is a heavy loaded question, but it's a necessary question that we have to ask ourselves every single day. Do I trust God? When those thoughts arise, when you feel like you are getting caught up in the cycle of the world and the things that the world, you know, requires of you, do you trust God with your life? And I ask that because when you trust God with your life, you trust that whatever it is that he needs you to do, no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. And uh, when I hear that statement, I get scared sometimes. I won't lie to you all because I've, I've faced, you know, homelessness. I've faced a lot of different traumas that I don't really want to go back to if I'm being real. I don't want to go back to that. And so when people say stuff like, do you trust him no matter what? And I'm like, yeah, but you know, if he can avoid that, then I'll appreciate it. So I know that's a hard question to ask yourself, but it's a necessary one because when we really start trusting the Lord, a lot of times those things that the world, you know, tries to put in our mind, we we're just like swatting it away like flies because we know, look, I don't have to come and be a a lawyer or a doctor in order for God to see me as worthy. I don't have to, um, clock in every day to a nine to five and be slaving around all day in order for God to see that I'm worthy because a lot of the work that we're here to do is spiritual. And I'm not saying don't go to work. Don't quit your job. Now let's got to don't quit your job. That's not what I'm saying. Don't say, well, now do you say no, 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 no. <laughs> but what I'm saying is 
our physical work should not outweigh the spiritual work. It should be either a balance or more spiritual than it is physical. And I trust that the Lord is going to provide for all of us with, especially now, because let's just call a spade a spade. The world is changing. There's things happening in front of our eyes that we never imagined, but God already spoke. And we're coming to a time of preparation, if you know what I'm saying. So um, our focus shouldn't be something that's temporary because before we know it, y'all, this world is going to be wiped away. And I hope to see all my fellow brother and sisters in heaven um, rejoicing with me. But unfortunately, a lot of us are going to have to face the, the, the wrath of God because it's just, it's just the truth. And that's unfortunate, but the people that we love the most, some of them might have to face that. And, um, I was talking to my friend about this. We were talking about it the other day and it it just breaks our hearts when we think about those that we care about, those that we love, even those I don't even know. Like, I don't, I can't, like, it breaks my heart every time I think about someone being in hell. Like that breaks me, that breaks me, someone is suffering and enduring the tribulation. And so, um, yeah, but I say all that to say, where was I going with this? Where was I going with this y'all? Okay. Trust in the Lord. We trust that he'll provide all of our needs. We trust that he'll speak to us and he'll guide us and he'll show us a way. He'll show us what to do and what not to do if we allow him to. And that is a big part of what is the issue is we don't trust God. We don't trust ourselves. And for whatever reason, that leads to us not trusting God when it's like, okay, you're not supposed to trust yourself when you're being led by the world. That is true. (laughs) Do not trust yourself. But when you're truly being led by God and the Holy Spirit, trust yourself because it's not you, but it's him. And if you trust him, then you trust him that's in you because he's in us, right? So um, those were the points that I had as far as just um, knowing, knowing when to take it easy. Oh, hold on. Who are you trying to impress? That was another one. I don't know how I skipped over that. Who are you trying to impress? Hmm. This is a big one because one thing that I notice in myself is I have a need to prove to other people that I'm capable. And one of the people that it, I feel like I have to show up and prove is my father. <laughs> and it's, it's not like an everyday thing, but it's something that weighs in the back of my mind because I'm, I'm like my dad's first daughter. Um, we've had our ups and downs in our relationship and I just feel the need to show him like I'm, I did it. Like no matter what happened to me, I did it. And it was a situation recently where I had to lean on my father for something and, um, it was hard for me and I had to actually, I went to someone else and they were like, uh, go to your dad. And I was like, oh, okay. So I went to my dad and I'm like, you know, I didn't really want to go to you because at first I, I was just thinking, I don't want him to think that I'm not doing good. I don't want him to not be proud of me. And it was a situation I could have never like planned. It was, let me just tell y'all the situation. I hate talking in like code. <laughs> we're friends, right? We're friends. <laughs> so let me just tell y'all. So basically, um, my job, they gave us, they give us a MacBook and they gave me a MacBook when I first started. And so I was chilling, watching my pretty little liars on my MacBook. First of all, I shouldn't have been using that MacBook for that. But <laughs> we want to be real, but I was, you know, but, um, so my nephew came in this before I moved into my place. My nephew came in and he, I don't know how I was talking to his dad. Um, and he ended up falling on my laptop some shape or form and end up cracking the screen so immediately I freaked out I'm like yeah I don't have the funds for this like I can't I'm moving into my place I need to put my deposit I already paid my deposit I need to put the first month's rent and pay my bills I need to pay my lights I need to pay wi-fi I need to do this I need to do that what am I doing so um fast forward a little bit so like probably to the um the week of no not the week of me moving in a few days before I moved in and I was you know looking at my finances and I'm okay I have to pay so many different things I have to buy food and it was just a lot and I'm like okay 
I need help. <laughs> I need help. You know, I have the money to pay my... Oh, no, 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 no. This is why. So they took the $300 that it cost out of my check. And I had extra hours that was supposed to be on my check that didn't because payroll messed it up. But it's okay. They paid me this week coming up. But anyways, <laughs> so basically payroll had messed my check up. And it just happened to be the worst times. You know, life happens. Life happens. But let me tell you how good my God is in this situation. So, boom. A few days prior to... Um, me moving in, I text my grandparents and I'm like, Hey, you know, it's the situation. Yo, 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 grandson broke my laptop. Can you help me out? Can you help me? And she was like, Girl, you better go ask your daddy. And I was like, Oh, okay. I told her, I'm like, You know, I didn't really want to ask him because I don't want him to think that I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. I don't want him to not be proud of me. And so she's like, Girl, go ask your daddy. I'm like, All right, cool. Let me ask him. So I asked him. And immediately my dad was like, yes, what do you like? What can I help you with? And I'm like, oh, (laughs) he was like, well, no, he said, yeah, I got you. Just wait. That's what he said. Wait a few days. And I'm like, oh, okay. So boom, the next day comes. I'm not expecting it, but he hits me up. He's like, hey, Nadia, like how much did you need? I'm actually going to send it to you now. And I'm like, you know, (laughs) I don't really know. I'm not good with asking for help, but I don't want to ask her for a specific amount. And so, um, when he asked me that, I'm like, yeah, a million dollars. No, I'm kidding. But uh, my mind was just like, whatever you can do is more than enough. Because I know God's going to make a stretch for me. So he sends me more, way more than what I, he sends me the same amount that I left. Like the $328 is what, how much my uh, laptop cost. My dad sent me $300. So, I mean, that is just, oh, y'all, I cried so hard because... I not only was it a blessing from him, but I saw God in that because the day before I was telling my friend, like, you know, I'm a little frustrated with the situation. Actually, I'm very frustrated. This is a big inconvenience and, you know, it's very annoying, but I'm going to trust God in this and I'm going to choose to be positive. But I did start to go down a little path for a few seconds. She's like, no, 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 no. Remember what you said now. Remember what your faith said now. So I was like, you know, you right, you right. So I said, you know what, God? I prayed that night and said, I'm going to trust you in this situation. If you did it before, you'll do it again. I've seen you do it for other people. You've shown up miraculously for other people. And I know you're going to do it for me, y'all. When I was saying, I was talking at junk. <laughs> I was showing up. I was talking at junk. But when it actually came to, like, pass, I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> got you. you. You really like that, man. You really showing up, man. But, okay. Um, let me not get off track. Y'all know how I get. Um, so... I talked to my dad and my dad was like, okay, I got you. He sent me the money and I'm like, whoa, like this is not what I asked for. But in my mind, I'm like, thank you, Lord. So, but I told my dad, <laughs> y'all, I get so off track. This is why I was telling the story. I told my dad that I didn't want to ask him at first because I didn't want him to not be proud of me. And he was like, nah, like that's what I'm here about. Like, you know, you're doing your things that I respect it kind of thing. Right. But in my mind, I just felt ashamed. I felt like, okay, if I don't have all of this stuff together, then my dad's going to look at me as if I'm a bum. (laughs) And I know that sounds crazy, but I promise you that it's my thought process or it was my thought process. And as I was thinking about that, I thought about how God and my relationship with God is. And a, a lot of times I feel like I have to show, like I have to come with this holier than thou, just you know, have everything together before I sit down at his feet and ask him for anything. Or I just have this sense of like, I need to be the best of the best. And if I'm not, then I'm not worthy. So through that, God was showing me that first of all, love is not conditional. Love is unconditional. I don't have to, if someone loves me, I don't have to be in a place to receive that love. And as far as like financially or Um, If I'm going through hard times, that's okay. Like if they love me and they're able to help, whether that's spiritually, whatever that case, like whatever the case is, they're going to show up. And that is what true love is. Like that is what God is. He's unconditional. And so I've had this distorted vision or perverted vision of what or idea of what love is, because I feel like, okay, I have to give something in order to be able to receive y'all I know that's a lot but um yeah it just it was just yeah it was just a lot oh that's why I said who are you trying to impress right so 
a lot of times the issue that we have is we feel a need to impress or to prove something. And in that moment, I felt a need to impress. Oh my gosh, help me impressed my dad like okay i got my permit boom i did all this by myself like i'm on my i'm on my grind i'm hustling i'm hustling and it was that was a time that he was able to show up for me you know that's a that was the time where he was able to be dad to me and i don't want to rob him of that because of my own pride i didn't i i don't want to rob god of being my father and being dad to me because of my own pride and because of my own distorted view of what I should be and what my worth is. And a lot of times we do that in our our families. We do that in our friendships. We feel like we have to have this uh, look or we have to be in this status or title in order to allow people to show up for us or allow people to see us for what we are um, going through. So, Yeah. But anyways, let's get into the rest part because it's getting a little lengthy. Um, I got nine minutes before it tries to cut out on me, y'all. And I don't want to have to do two episodes. So the rest part. So let me go to the scripture. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. Oh Lord, trying to find it. What's wrong with my Bible app? It won't let me find it. Um, no, no, no. Okay, yeah. Alright, um. Hold on, y'all. Okay. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 4. We know, that, we know it is ready because of the place in the scriptures where it mentions the seventh day. On the seventh day, God rested from all of his work. But in other passages, God said, they will never enter my place of rest. So God's rest is there for people to enter. But those who first heard this good news failed to enter because they disobeyed God. So God set another time for entering his rest. And that time is today. So I read it in the NKJV version, but still kind of like the same thing. Um, God calls us to rest a lot of times and I know in this season God's calling me to rest and this whole time I've had this wrong idea of what rest was I was sleeping I was watching Lifetime I was watching this I was watching that y'all found I found some good shows okay I was resting but I wasn't resting how God needed me to rest and the rest that God calls me to is to hold on let me do this let me do this oh my gosh y'all I hope I didn't hurt anyone's ears. <laughs> we know I wasn't called to be a singer. <laughs> um, the definition of rest, freedom from activity or labor, a state of motionless, motionless, motionlessness or inactivity. Okay. When God calls us to rest as his children, he calls us to a place of tranquility. He calls us to a place of um stillness and the way that I've been resting has been all wrong and the way I viewed resting has been all wrong I view rest as laziness as unproductive and it's like hold on what you trying to say because God rested so what you trying to say he lazy he unproductive Uh uh-uh hold on watch him out so I had to check myself on that word God had to check me and I had to check myself along with him on my viewpoint of rest. Rest is not bad. Rest is actually necessary because in that rest, a lot of times God downloads stuff into me. He it's time for me to spend it, oh, okay, hold on. Okay. It was how I was resting that was a problem, right? So what God showed me is what I need to do when He calls me into a place of rest is first of all, fasting. A lot of times fasting is gonna be something that needs to be done. 
reading scripture, praying, worshiping. That is what needs to be done in our rest. And it's going to be different for everyone. I'm not saying everyone has to fast. I'm not saying every time he calls me to rest, I will fast. But a lot of times when God calls me to rest, it's so that he can show me what's next. Show me, okay, I need you to do this, this, and that next. This is our next path. Like, this is where I have you on next. And if I'm constantly trying to like, okay, I got to do this. I got to go work. Do this, do that. Okay, boom. What's the next? It's like, how can I ever? And I'm like, Lord, speak to me. He's like, hold on. How can I ever speak to you? You never chilling out. Like, sit, slow down. Like, chill out a little bit. You know, calm down. And... (laughs) I feel like this is so silly because I know he probably is like, girl, like, I know I probably look like a person that's like, you know, on cartoons when they run really fast and you see like the, the lines from, you know, them running. I know that's probably how God's looking. I'm like, can you sit down somewhere? But, um, yeah. And what he spoke to me is to be okay with being in rest because even he rested even god rested and in that scripture is so powerful because if god rested this is our almighty powerful that dude like that is this our god y'all that i'm talking about like he rested and if he rested he called us to rest why do we think it's this like or at least me i have this negative association with it because I view it in a cardinal mind. I don't view it in a spiritual aspect. And so God showed me that. And now I'm ready to just sit in his rest so that he can guide me. And it's funny because a lot of us ask, oh, oh, excuse me. How do you hear from God? And what is God? Like, how do I know what God's speaking to me? It's like, do you give him time to even show you? (laughs) Oh, excuse me. Do you give God time to speak to you? Or are you constantly trying to move, move, move with your own knowledge, with your own wisdom? So, yes, all in all, I need y'all to rest. I need y'all to pray. I need y'all to be in your word. I need y'all to be fasting. Um, I just, I want us to be strong in the spirit. I want us to grow in our discernment, our wisdom, and truly be uh, sensitive to the voice of God. And so I know that was a lot, but it was a great message. Um, God really is just so awesome. And I'm more than blessed to have him as my my father. Like we all are. Um, I don't want to have to do two episodes. So I'm going to try to pray us out and close us out while I have time. All right. Bow your heads, close your eyes. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this word, Lord. We thank you for every... uh, Everything that you exposed in us, every conviction that you gave us, Lord, through your spirit, Father, we just ask that you continue to give us those spiritual spankings, Lord, so we can continue to grow and be what you designed us to be and be who you designed us to be, God, so we can grow closer to you and eventually be with you in your kingdom, Father, or in heaven, Lord. And I just thank you, God, for continuing to give me your wisdom and your insight when I receive it from you, Lord. Um, I ask that you just continue to bless through bless me through your word and through just the place of rest that you are calling me to god i said anyone who is under the sound of my voice that you have called to a place of rest lord in this season specifically lord that they be obedient to that call and that they trust your 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 goodness in that and not lean on their own understanding lord i say you just cover the people that are under the sound of my voice lord continue to guide them continue to lead them and love on them lord and just be the good good father that i know you already are i thank you for them i thank you for me and my life that you have blessed me with and everything that you have just poured into me um lately and just over the course of my life um yeah i just thank you father oh my voice kind of gave out y'all. <laughs> I thank you, Lord. And in Jesus mighty name, I say amen. So y'all, we are definitely going to be doing these every week. Um, definitely have that call to do them again, but I'm not even going to say that because next time y'all going to be like, uh-uh, you said that last time, girl. But no, nah, I'm for real, y'all. Um, it was, it just wasn't time yet, but God is good and I trust the process. So, um, I'll see y'all on the next episode. I love you all very much. I know you guys are doing great and I'm so proud of everyone. And yeah, 
thanks for listening in to your favorite podcast, Tea with Jesus. We'll be back. Peace. Mwah.